Welcome to another edition of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. We are on episode number 17. Hell, just seems like yesterday I started this podcast, but if you want to go to Tuttle.net, that's Tuttle.net, that's all the links you need to know for everything going on in my world. And if you go to TuttleTV.com, that'll take you directly to my YouTube page. And all my content is free, guys. I'm giving it out for free. But if you would like to donate to the cause so I can reinvest it back into the podcast so I can get better sounding content, That would be greatly appreciated. You could go to paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. That's paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. And while I'm on it, I want to thank my buddy, Lyle Cullum. What's up, Lyle? Out there working on the oil fields up in Canada. He sent me $300 yesterday for the podcast. And uh, he's just a very, very good listener of the Bubble Love Sponge show. And he's followed me all the way over here to me doing the podcast. And he's been donating and helping keep me afloat at the time. If you have any questions or comments, you can email me, Tuttle at gmail.com. That's Tuttle with two Ds, T-U-D-D-L-E at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. If you have any questions or comments, I reply to all of them, and I might use it on the air. I can't take phone calls, so your participation can be through email. Big news, guys. I am finally on iTunes. If you want to find me, just go to iTunes or their podcast app and just search The Tuttle Podcast. That's The Tuttle podcast, you can subscribe. So whenever I put out a new episode, you automatically have it on your phone. So help spread the word. I should be on Spotify soon, as well as the iHeartMedia app. So you'll be able to catch me on so many different platforms. Took a while for me to get approved, but I'll be up on all those probably most likely by the end of the week. But you can find me now on the iTunes podcast app. So last week, I was on my good friends, Tom and Dan. They got a podcast, really, really huge podcast here in Orlando. They had a great radio gig working on the biggest radio show in Orlando at Real Radio 104.1. They walked away from that broadcasting career and that radio show, which was huge, to start a podcast. I I actually started with them on the podcast while they were still working on the Monsters in the Morning, and then eventually they started doing it full-time. They they got a producer. It's uh, Tom and Dan. They got their producer, Samantha. They actually have a salesperson they're doing really, really well. And they draw like a couple thousand people out for their live events whenever they have some. So they're doing really, really well for themselves. But uh, I was texting with Daniel because I've been trying to get a hold of Tom and Drunky to help them and pick their brain about how I can help out my podcast. And Tom, who also went by Drunky the Bear at Real Radio 104.1, he hates being called Drunky. And as you can tell in the audio I'm about to play from for you, uh, I start calling him drunky, but none of this was planned. I I finally got a text back from Daniel, and he told me to call into the show, and drunky did not know that I was going to be calling in at first. So I wanted to play you a couple of experts from the show just to help plug them out. They're on iTunes, but if you go to their website, TomAndDan.com, great show. If you get a chance, subscribe. I promise you, I promise you guys, you will love their show. This is my phone call uh, calling into a meeting time with Tom and Dan. You have oh a my God, little bit of a, a trailer park uh, 
girl voice there, Tunnel. I don't know what. If you've not been following Drunky, aka Tom Dan, he goes by Tom Dan now. Uh, if you do not know, when he was on the monster, he went by Drunky the Bear, and he had to wear a bear suit. And if you ever watch the show Bear in the Big Blue House, that was practically what his costume was. And uh, the reason he was discovered, he used to do stunts in between porno scenes for Change World called The Life and Times of Drunky the Bear, and that's how he was discovered and came into the show. But Tom is actually shouldn't be the last person to comment on how somebody's voice sounds. He's much better now. He's great on the air. But back in the day when he first started, we used to call him Marble Mouth because you sometimes when he got excited or started talking too fast, that's how he would basically sound. Uh, so we would call him Marble Mouth. But he, he's fixed all that now. Tom, we call him Tom Van the Businessman now. And uh, he's got a business degree from UCF. So he talks like a scholar now. <laughs> you really got okay, Tom. Okay, whoa, don't act like you got some manly deep radio <laughs> voice like you're some, you fight, know, one track Rush fight, Limbaugh fight, or something. Fight, fight. We're bringing back the old rivalry. Time to dust off the suit. All Let's right, do it. Wait, wait, wait. Hardcore, man. In the next clip I'm about to play for you, and like I had mentioned earlier, I've been trying to get a hold of Daniel and Tom, or Tom and Dan, uh, trying to pick their brains and find out what I can do to help out my podcast, and it went on for about a week, and trust me, I, I know that uh, Drunky, yeah, Drunky, I'm going to call him Drunky because I know that it bothers him, but it's all in love, but uh, I know they're busy, they're they're running a very, very big company, and yes, I'm going to call it a company when I say, you, you're like, well, how can a podcast be a, uh, be a company? No, it is definitely a company. They've done so well for themselves. They have been able to afford buying an office in a commercial area in one of the richest areas in Orlando, create a studio, a green room, a bathroom, an office. They have all this just working on a podcast, and it just shows how successful they are. And Tom has kind of been avoiding me. I've been texting him a little bit for the week, and I know that he's busy. So it's understandable. So I was just giving him a hard time, and this is what's in the next clip. I have been. But you have not drunk or drunky. I'll call you drunky. <laughs> you call him drunky. No, call him drunky. He likes that. He likes that. He loves that. Drunky, drunky. What's up, drunky? I've been trying to get a hold of you, and you've been dodging me. Like, I, I haven't been, been texting you back. I texted you back. you want to know why I get those random texts? You just happen to op- open up your messaging app on your iPhone. You're like, holy shit, I didn't text Tuttle. I don't want to look like a dick. So I'm gonna give him a petty text and and keep him and hold him off for another couple of days, and then I'll do the same thing over and over again. God oh. damn it! Figured out a plan. <laughs> <laughs> In this next clip you're about to hear, I call out Drunky, a.k.a. Tom Van, the businessman. I call him out for becoming too corporate in the success that they have right now because they've worked really hard. They kept their nose down. They've grinded harder than anybody in the business when it comes to their podcast, and they deserve all the success that's coming to them. But in my opinion, the success has changed Drunky. No, I'll tell you the truth. Oh, shit. Listen, I'll tell you the truth. I can't help you out anymore, and I show goodwill towards you. I oh, I can't help you in any way, so you have no purpose for me. Exactly. That's, why you That's me. how he does the same dare thing you. To me, oh, shit. How dare you that accuse me of being an opportunist? <laughs> that, <laughs> that, it's that, called grifting, sir. That got real. Yeah. Like if I really, if I was an opportunist, I'd have you back on the show, paying you to do ridiculous things. Oh, he's on the show right now, <laughs> and he's no, killing no, it. Heard. Here's like truthfully, Tuttle, I. Have, I'm afraid 
of like using I'm people. I'm American. No, because I don't want. I'm afraid of the world. I don't want to, uh, like, start... You've become too corporate. Yeah, (laughs) I agree. I've been telling him that. I told him he's a fucking sellout. (laughs) In this next clip you're about to hear, Daniel asked me how my podcast is doing, and I will admit the only reason I even decided to do a podcast was because of a mediocre time with Tom and Dan, because I saw what they did to make their podcast a legitimate form of broadcasting. They turned it into it. When they started this podcast, it was kind of look down on broadcasters to go because in the in the industry broadcasters thought it was a step down if you went from broadcasting to do a podcast and and a lot of people at Real Radio 104.1 actually thought that Tom and Dan was making a big mistake that they were taking a step down by going to this podcast and you know what no they fucking proved everybody wrong and they're doing better than what they were doing on terrestrial radio right now and they have the freedom they're their own boss They don't have a PD breathing down their neck. And what they've done is one of the biggest success stories in Central Florida when it comes to broadcasting, even if it's podcast, radio, TV. They are the biggest broadcasting success story in the area. How's your podcast going, uh, Pat? It's good, but it, it's kind of plateaued, and that's, you know, I was just trying to pick your brain, but I don't want to, like, you know, cause any problems so you'll lose sponsors that'll piss off corporate drunkie. And, you know, <laughs> oh, you know, cor- I'm corporate drunkie is such a... Oh, you're going to get to him a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> All you got to do is... I want to help, Tuttle. In this next clip you're about to hear, I take advantage, and I mentioned this earlier, how we used to t- talk about drunkie having a marble mouth, and I called him when I caught him slipping on something he said. I see where my loyalties lie. Uh, yeah, well, Tom, are... Tom has loyalty to nobody. <laughs> so that, I, Tuttle, I said we're going to schedule you to come in and you're going to do the news. You Dude, plug what schedule? Here it comes. <laughs> fight, 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 fight. Oh, this is okay, so good. Okay, okay, this is the honest reason, Tuttle. I, you want to call motherfucker? We're going to call motherfucker. Next up, it's a clip of me messing with Drunky and Daniel actually brings up that, you know, Drunky can't handle the 90s shock jock type of radio. And to give you a little bit of a backstory on this whole thing, we always mess with Tom about he missed the 90s shock jock era of radio and the good times of doing massive amounts of drug drinking and having sex. He missed all that and Tom envies that and he's wanting that shock jock 90s type radio. He loves being a part of that unless it's being kicked right into his face and then he has a problem with it and Dan actually calls him out for it. Tuttle, I know you're now doing a bit and uh, you're playing shock jock. Uh, How do you feel? What, me? Because normally you're the one that wants... I feel good. I feel great. No, normally Tom wants Shock Jock, but when you're staring into the face of it, how do you feel? Yeah, when you're the victim of the 90s, you don't like it. How do you feel when the 90s comes crashing down on your skull? (laughs) Stare down my 90s Shock Jock asshole slash butthole. (laughs) Asshole slash butthole. (laughs) Slash thinker. Uh, Can I give you audio in case you wanted to edit it? 
post-production, you could go with butthole instead of asshole. Yeah. That's why I was giving you He's a pro. He's a pro. He really <laughs> is a pro. If I'm going to do a, butt, a bit, I'm going to give you a, a, a censored version if you need it. <laughs> Fuck you, jerks! Well, if you guys get a chance, please check out my buddies, Tom and Dan. Go to TomAndDan.com. They're one of the best podcasts that you'll hear in Florida, let alone the whole United States. They are absolutely killing it. Just search A Mediocre Time with Tom and Dan on iTunes Podcast or go to the website TomAndDan.com. Moving along to the next subject that I wanted to talk about, guys, and I read this article, and I, I'm a big, big movie buff. As you know, I used to have Eric Weber on the show when I did the after show with uh, Colton and Lummox. We had Eric Weber on to discuss movies, but I was reading an article about some of the biggest movie myths that the cinema, Hollywood, gets wrong in. Like, number one, for example, everyone who is arrested gets a phone call, and this is a movie myth that has just been propagated and pushed forward through many generations and you're not entitled to a phone call when you go to jail. Yes, you're able to talk to your lawyer, but having a phone call when you go to jail and you're arrested is a privilege, not a right, guys. Like for another example, a defibrillator will start restart a person's heart. That's not true, guys. A defibrillator actually stops the heart where somebody can perform CPR on someone to actually, you know, revive them. So defibrillator does not restart your heart. It actually kind of stops it in theory. So that's one of the other big movie myths. Oh, this is another one, guys. I, 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 this is one I see all the time. It only takes a few seconds to knock someone out with a soaked chloroform rag. And, you know, people are always saying, oh, you put a chloroform rag on over somebody's nose and mouth, they're out in five seconds and you can do whatever you want to them. No, that's not true. It actually takes about two to three minutes before someone's actually knocked out from a chloroform rag. I mean, there's other methods of, you know, knocking someone out a lot quicker. You know, I don't even know what the concoction that Dexter had in the syringe that he used to stick in people's necks, but they went down immediately, and I'm pretty sure it doesn't work like that as well either. This is another great myth, guys. You have to wait 24 hours before you can report somebody missing. That is a goddamn lie. And you know what? A lot of people watch this on movies and think, oh, well, somebody's missing. I got to wait 24 hours. That's not true. You can call immediately once you have any worries at all that somebody is missing. You can call the cops immediately. That, that one's a little bitty bad one. It's cool to pull out a grenade pin with your teeth. I've seen this one a lot of times, guys, and I always thought, man, these pins come out of these grenades really fucking easy. Why do these grenades not go off in people's pockets or where they're storing them in, in, a, in a big explosion? No, it is really, really hard to actually pull a pin out of the handle on a grenade, and there's no way you could do it with your teeth. Just a couple more, guys. One of the other ones that I read in this article was that silent make gunshot silence. No, that is not the case. Even if you use a silencer, there is still a pretty loud noise when it comes from shooting a handgun or any gun that has a silencer on it. It's not that little... 
that you hear whenever a gun shoots or shoots. Yeah, that's that's not how it works. And what was the other one that I read here? Hold on, hold on. I'm going through the article. Laser guns create a brilliant color show. No, that is not the case. If you watch Star Wars and you see lasers shooting out of their guns or their spaceships, no. Lasers need light and need a surface for you to be able to see the light bounce off of. You're not going to see light or a laser traveling through thin air. It's virtually impossible. So I just thought I would share some of those like movie myths that you see in a lot of movies. I, I found it very, very interesting. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that you guys realize some of these because the movie takes a lot of license when it comes to factual things that could happen in real life. So if you were anywhere near a TV yesterday, you saw the media losing their goddamn fucking minds over the stock market taking a shit in the coronavirus. And I've always said, that I think that people are blowing this coronavirus out of control. Yes, it is really bad, guys. It's bad. It's bad for people that have secondary health conditions or anybody over the age of 50. That's where people are having the problems with the virus. Still, influenza, the common flu, kills more people every year than the coronavirus does. Yes, this there's no cure for it. There's no, really no cure for the, the flu. You can get a shot and it'll help you. You don't know if you're getting the right strain when it comes to the flu shot. So you could still absolutely get, get sick and still die from the flu. It's just that I really do think the media is blowing uh, this coronavirus way out of control. And you guys remember this. Dr. Drew, I think his last name is Pinsky. Dr. Drew Pinsky came out and uh, did an interview talking about how pissed off he is at the media for blowing this whole coronavirus pandemic. I don't think it's a pandemic yet, but this whole coronavirus way out of proportion. So, Dr. Drew, are we overreacting? Yes. As yes. Mm. Yes. I'm hearing this from doctors left and right. Yes, and we are not overreacting. The press is overreacting, and it makes me furious. And I'm not saying one side is guilty or more than the other, but I think both sides are trying to turn this coronavirus deal into a political gain. The 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 Dems are using it that, oh, Trump is handling this so wrong. Yes, Trump has made some mistakes. Do I think we were as prepared for this as we could have been? No. I've read a lot of stories that people in the CDC was like, go, but I, you never know what you can read now. The media is so fucking biased in this country now is that you have to read at least three or four news sources from different sides just to find out who's telling the truth or not. Uh, it, it's crazy. It, it is goddamn ridiculous what our media is doing to us in this country just over political uh, bias. Press should not be reporting medical stories as though they know how to report it. We will, if the we have a pandemic, I won't know how to tell that we're actually having a pandemic because everything is an emergency. Mm. And you want to know why everything is an emergency? It's because news wants to sell ads. And they know if they create a further panic over this whole situation that people are going to be more likely to watch the news to keep up to date of what's going on in their lives because they're scared to death that they're going to die from the coronavirus. And they hype it up and they build, build, build 
build the panic just so people will watch their newscasts every single night, especially the national news at 6.30 so they can sell more ads and charge more ads their customers. That's exactly how this whole fucking thing works. People that are infectious disease specialists, the CDC, the epidemiologists need to take this very seriously. The press needs to shut up. Thank you, Dr. Drew. Nobody could have said it any louder and prouder than you can. And you know what? Dr. Drew is a part of the media and he's a fucking doctor. So he knows what he's talking about. So I believe Dr. Drew more than anybody uh, that's sitting at the anchor desk, you know, making money and wishing that they could move to a bigger market because they hate this little podunk town that they're in. Yes, I agree. Dr. Drew is correct. I think the media is hyping this whole thing to the extreme just to sell ads so they can charge more because they know that people are going to be tuned into their news every single night until this whole corona bullshit is done with. Mm. Because you're more likely to die of influenza that's right, what it, right that's now. What, that's right what doctors now. are saying. However, and may, I'm not trying to go against you, but I have a question. It is now beat SARS in terms of fatalities, 362, and they're saying But its spreads, fatality rate is right. still lower. But they're saying it's, it spreads fast. It's that, a mild illness. It spreads all over the place, and it's only... It's only out of these 17,000 inf- documented infected, I bet there's hundreds of thousands of cases, 300 deaths. Okay. And always in immunocompromised people, always in people that okay. are at risk for these sorts of things, if they get a severe viral respiratory infection, whether it's flu or corona or whatever, all of these can hurt people who are compromised. See, now, that's the only thing that I'm worried about. Like, I know if I got the coronavirus, I think I would be okay because I've been not drinking, I've been working out, I'm pretty healthy right now, taking my vitamins every single day. What I'm worried about is me catching it and bringing it back to my parents who are in their 70s that both my mom's had cancer, been through chemo, so her immune system is practically fucking shot from all the poison they pumped into her body every day. My dad's a diabetic. He's had, he takes pills for heart heart problems, so yes, they would absolutely have problems with this, and that's the only thing that I'm worried about is bringing it home and giving it to my loved ones that could be in danger if they got the coronavirus. That's the only reason that I'm freaking out at this point because from what I've heard, people that are my my age and that are in pretty good health are not really in any danger of dying from it. Now, my parents, yes, they would be fucked if I brought it back to their house. I brought it back to the Hobo Fish Camp and it spread around here. Yes, there would be a lot of fucking people that would die at the Hobo Fish Camp. They can. The rest of us need to wash our hands carefully, get our influenza vaccines, listen to the CDC. If there's a problem, they will let us know. The Th- CDC made contained. it very clear that 5,000 people just in the last two weeks have died from the flu. See, and now that's a problem in washing their hands. A lot of people, Americans by majority, really don't wash their hands. I don't know why. I really, really have not been able to figure that out or put, put my finger on the reason why Americans do not wash their hands as much. But being a Southerner living in Volusia County in Florida all my life, we have a problem because everybody shake shakes hands today. I met a listener, JP, today. Uh, he's a Bud Light distributor, and I actually, he, he reached out to shake my hand, and I was like, hey, man, no offense, but i am got to be careful right now. I'd, I would prefer not to shake your hand, but a lot of people in the South take that as an offense that if you won't shake their hand, like it's a rude thing if you don't shake somebody's hands, 
but I'm getting to the point now where I'm going to take the Howie Mandel-like approach on things and stop shaking p- people's hands all together because I th- people go to the bathroom all the time. They don't even fucking bother to even wash it with just water, let alone soap. They don't even bother to put water on their hands and people are shaking hands and touching doors and all this nasty shit. Hell no. I think I'm getting to the point where I'm actually going to stop touching people's hands and shaking shaking people's hands. I I know a lot, it's going to piss a lot of people off, but it's getting to that point now. Thank Here you. in America alone. Why are we panicked about that? Three no people died on the streets of Los Angeles this morning from homelessness. Why, wow. If that were coronavirus, people would freak the hell out. You're right. Why aren't we putting our parties in the right place? It's the press. The press does not know how to report on medical issues. It's where I first learned Should about Should we have consultants? News. How could we how could we fix this? Fix this. Uh, when Anthony Fauci, who's one of their leaders in infectious disease, gets on a national news broadcast and goes, don't worry about it, stop worrying about it. And let's not act like Dr. Drew is not a part of the media. He kind of is, and I've seen him overhype things before. So Dr. Drew's just as guilty as anybody. And hell, I'm a part of the media. Yes, we hype things up, but I'm not a legitimate doctor or part of the news media. I, I'm not. I'm, I'm an entertainment guy talking about things and giving my opinions and being polarizing. But Dr. Drew does have a point. Unless, you know, the head of the C- CDC gets up there and says, hey, it's time to panic, guys. Don't panic. That's who you need to listen to because the media is just trying to hype things up so you'll watch more, so you can be updated, so you don't die from the dreaded coronavirus. Nobody wants to die from that. So that's why they do it. They want you to watch every single night. And if you watch every single night, they can charge their clients more money to buy advertisement on their station. This is how this all works. The media is not telling you the truth when it comes to certain things, When it, even if it's political. If you're watching Fox News, they're going to give you the spin that the Republicans are doing nothing wrong and vice versa. If you watch MSNBC or CNN, they're going to tell you that the Dems are doing wonderful and Trump is a devil trying to take away all your rights and he doesn't give a damn about you. So that's why you have to read a whole bunch of different news sources and and try to form your own opinion and just not listen to some talking head like Trish Regan or Reagan that tried to spin it and say that the Democrats, the evil Democrats are trying to use this. The news media is trying to get to the Republican Party and they're trying to use this coronavirus. Yes, they probably are. Yes, they are probably doing that. But Trish, you can do better than that. You don't need to get dirty with them. Just talk about the facts and give your opinion. When did the news media become like two rival morning radio shows where they have to constantly go back at each other? This is what the news has become, people. It's become morning zoo type radio. They each go after each other. That's that's exactly all the news has become. All right, I'm going to get off of my soapbox, guys. It's been a fun show. I want to thank everybody that has participated, that has listened to the show since its inception. I really, really thank you so much. Go to Tuttle.net. Tuttle.net is all the links that you'll need to find all my social media and everything going on in my life. Go to TuttleTV.com. That takes you directly to my YouTube page. And if you'd like to donate, you can do that because all my content is free. Go to PayPal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. Any amount you can give is greatly, greatly appreciated and help spread the word and let people know that you can find this podcast now on iTunes. Make sure you subscribe because when you subscribe, you'll get automatic.
automatically every single new episode I put up on a daily basis so you will not miss out. And I'm going to be on Spotify soon and the iHeartRadio app. So whatever platform is the easiest for you, you'll have options and you'll be able to listen. Please help me share the word. I'm not on the radio anymore. So anything you can do, if you can tune in, just turn somebody into a listener of my podcast, it would help me out tremendously, guys. I can't I can't spread the word. Every, every bit of this show's growth is thanks to you and word of mouth. So I really, really appreciate it. I hope you... You guys have a great day. I'll talk to you tomorrow. I love you all. Goodbye.